0: On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space,
1: if you take shortcuts in laying the foundation, eventually, when something comes to rock that foundation, because you took a shortcut, that foundation is going to crumble.
0: In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just
1: be. All right, our quote of the day. Now, I'ma spare everyone's ears and not sing these lyrics. I know. T, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna spare all of our ears and not sing these lyrics, but you will probably recognize them if you have ever either watched the movie Waiting to Exhale or listened to the infamous soundtrack. Count on me through thick and thin, a friendship that will never end. When you are weak, I will be strong, helping you to carry on. One more time for the people in the back. And hopefully, lady, by now you might be singing along. Count on me through thick and thin, a friendship that will never end. When you are weak, I will be strong, helping you to carry on. Those lyrics are from the song Count on Me by Whitney Houston and Cece Winans. Now, T, you already know my next question. When you hear these lyrics, what what comes up for you? Okay, so
0: when I hear these lyrics, Dom, I'm taking a look at them as well, just to make sure I kind of take in the entire quote that we pulled. I think that, ciao, I think that there are friendships where this quote that we pulled out, this excerpt, Definitely does encompass the friendship, right? Like you're there for the person through thick and thin. Literally, you ever had that friend where when you're going through something, they're not so they're able to support you and then vice versa. Like you have that scenario. And then I also think about situations where you can't really count on the person.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Or y'all both going through stuff at the same time. And so you're not able to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And I will say, Dom, another thing that makes me think about is Years and years ago, I used to think that a friendship, a good friendship, meant that you did not have conflict. There was Mm. no tension. You just, everything was just great. And I remember for years, I would say this about one of my good friends, like, we never had an argument. And then when I looked below the surface, it was like, oh, well there were some things I was suppressing or things I just brushed under the rug and conversations that probably needed to be had. But Mm -hmm. because I was non-confrontational and because I didn't want to rock the boat and I wanted to keep the peace, we didn't have the conversations. And then you just brush under the rug and you keep on friending like before. So those are all the thoughts that come to mind when I heard you read this quote. What about you, Dawn? What comes up for you?
1: I think similarly in that, Yeah, there are a handful of folks that I can say, yeah, this quote would definitely, these particular lyrics would definitely be applicable, right? But I also feel like it's setting an unrealistic expectation for what friendships really are. That over the life of a friendship, there may be times, well, one, I said the life of a friendship, meaning that there are some friendships that will end, right? And also recognizing that there are moments where both of y'all are weak. So we might be pulling each other along, struggling together. We not necessarily, one of us is not necessarily strong right now and so i think that you know this these particular this particular quote while on one hand to me it feels aspirational more so than reality right that ideally yes i want to have those friendships where I can count on them and they can count on me, and this friendship will last a lifetime. But the reality is that friendships come and go, ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. They do.
0: That's such a good point. I love that, Dom. I think you analyzed that quote very well, and it takes us into our transition. Let's talk about the foundation of a strong friendship. I kind of share with you a little bit about my idea of a great friendship before. Where it was like no conflict. You just have peace all the time. Like any relationship that's just peaceful all the time, everything's great. You got to question it, right? Because we're human and conflict isn't a bad thing. I think it's the way we go about conflict. And so when I think about the foundation of a strong friendship, I know we all hear this communication is key, right? Ladies, you've heard that before, right? Communication is key. For me, I think that I'm trying to think of how I want to word this. I think that intentional communication and also honest communication is really, really important. And I'll say as of late, the friends, the people that I consider friends, the people that I have in my life now, the people who I love deeply, we have, I like to call them impactful conversations versus difficult conversations. We have impactful conversations. Sometimes there are tears. Sometimes I need to take accountability for things. Sometimes... They choose to take accountability for things, but we're having conversations to help us grow, evolve. And so I think that communication is so important in friendship, especially in this day and age, because we're all busy, right? Most of us are so busy and it's easy for things to get lost in translation when you're texting or you're just quickly kind of checking in with folks. So I would say communication is really important. Another thing is understanding each other's like friendship or love language. And being able to show up in that way, I think there is the golden rule. The golden rule, right? That's what many of us grew up with, which is
1: treat people to others the way, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah, treat people the way you want to be treated. But I believe it's the what is it? The platinum rule? What do they call it now? There's a new rule oh. where it's treat people the way they want to be treated. Yes, right. I but, like that. I don't yes. know, I
1: can't remember if it's called the platinum rule or not, but yes, I, I do be like that, that. That makes to me that makes more sense is to treat people the way they want to be treated. Exactly.
0: Yes. And the the way that you do that is by having communi- like having conversations about it. Like we've yes. talked a little bit about this Dom, on what our love language is. And so when you're able to have that conversation, then maybe you're able to show up in that way for your friend because yes. you might like gifts, but I might like quality time. So if you give me all these gifts, that doesn't really do anything for me. You know what I mean? Right. So right. what would you say is the foundation of a strong friendship?
1: I think one is a few things. One, like you mentioned, it's that intentional, honest communication. Mm-hmm. Two, I think it's deep, vulnerable connection. Mm -hmm. So it's that willingness to have those difficult or impactful conversations, but also support each other. And we'll talk about this later on in the episode, how you show up when shit hits the fan. Right. Yes. Yes. And we have several situations that we'll talk about of, like, things getting rough. And to me, the foundation of a solid, strong friendship means that you all can navigate those things, these difficult situations, with honesty and grace and compassion. And It requires a level of vulnerability and transparency. And I also want to acknowledge that to build that foundation takes time. So a solid foundation, if you think about if you think about houses these days, right? How long does it take to really lay out that foundation? and lay out a foundation that's going to last. Now we mm-hmm. know there are shortcuts cuz I we've seen we've seen construction crews take shortcuts and we see mm-hmm. what happens years down the line when mm-hmm. they take those shortcuts and when shit hits the fan. <laughs> that's the same thing that ha- that's the same way your friendship works. If you take shortcuts in laying the foundation, eventually when something comes to rock that foundation, because you took a shortcut, that foundation is going to crumble. Yep. And so, T, when you think about these navigating navigating the friendship, right? We have a list of some pretty difficult situations that most friendships will endure. Hmm. Yeah. I would say probably all but two of these, maybe three. I would say, you know what? I am gonna say, at le- I would say all, all but maybe two of these. Yes. Every if, friends friendship long enough. Will ex- if you are friends long enough, <laughs> you will experience probably all but two of these. Yes.
0: Hey lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real. And we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us.
1: So, Tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel. And throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully
0: this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you uplevel your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon. And we highly, highly encourage you to join the sister frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis. If that meets your needs again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says patreon all right lady we'll hop right back into the conversation but don really quick before we dive into those when you were sharing it made me think of a couple more that we should add to the foundation of a strong friendship list and I think that's empathy trust Mm -hmm. also mutual support you ever had a friend who like you support them with all the things but they may not support you or there is mutual support right i think that's important and then the last one is a. oh go ahead go ahead ahead, go ahead go
1: ahead ahead. i have a asterisk for mutual support right okay my asterisk for that is that mutual support goes back to what you said about treating people how they want to be treated. Mm -hmm. Mutual support means you are supporting the person in a way that works for them, not necessarily how you would like to be supported.
0: Yes, preach it. That is so important. And I have some examples we may dive into later or the after show. And the last one I'll add, Dom, is a growth mindset or being Mm -hmm. coachable. And the reason I say that is because I know over the years, my communication has developed a lot more, right? Like I had a, I have a master's in conflict resolution. So I've learned tools on how to communicate effectively, how to use I statements, my temper. I don't really have a, I don't think I have a bad temper, but I would say years ago in intimate relationships, my temper was, a, I was a little spicier, right? Mm-hmm. And so as my communication has developed, I now have a standard for those that I communicate with. So if my friend is trying to talk to me crazy. It's like, well, we ain't going to be able to do that. That shit ain't going to work. So I think that a growth mindset is also really important or at least being coachable. If someone's you know, telling you yeah. that you're not communicating in an effective way.
1: So, yeah, that's that goes back to that, that openness. Yes. yes.
0: All right. So let's dive into the first one now. So navigating friendship through depression. So that's whether you are depressed, your friend is depressed, depressed. I think there's so much to consider when depression is on the table. I know I've been there before, Dom. I would say on both sides of that, where there have mm-hmm. been situations where I was going through Various states of depression or my friend may have been going through it and it can be challenging and I'll say I've had friends that go through depression and they typically like to isolate, which I do too sometimes, but they would isolate
1: depression. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And when you are in a space of, let's say your friend is part of your routine, like, you know, Every morning we text each other. We're like, "Hey, girl, how you doing?" Da, da, da. Or you have a weekly phone call, a weekly date. Sometimes you can feel like you can feel some type of way. If your friend is not available and they're not there, you can't debrief your day or let them know about the hottest tea or let them know about that, you know, that boo thing you text or whatever it might be. It can be pretty tough for you, especially if the depression, the state of depression, is running longer than you may have anticipated. Right? Mm-hmm. It can be tricky. I've also, yeah. I was gonna say, I've also been on the other side where I needed space and I just was not available. I really had nothing to give. So I understand both perspectives. What do you think about that, Don?
1: Well, I think that it goes back to the foundation of the friendship, right? It goes back to the communication and recognizing also that when somebody is depressed, how they this is where the the Grace and compassion also come into play, right? Mm -hmm. So when somebody is depressed, they may not have the awareness to communicate to you that they are going through something, right? Or that they need some time. And so as a friend, what can be helpful is to check in. To say, you know, hey T, I noticed we have our, you know, we usually text first thing in the morning and it's been a couple of days and you haven't said anything. Is everything all right? And maybe I might not say it like that. I know that sounded super formal, but, you know, <laughs> communicating in whatever language you all, your normal dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, say, girl, I ain't heard from you in a minute. What's up? I Like, in? like,
0: <laughs> yes. Where are you at? What's
1: going on over there? Do I need to hop on a plane? Okay, whatever your normal language is with that particular friend, to check in, Mm -hmm. right? To also let them know, hey, let me know how I can support you. That's one of my favorite questions to ask people. Like when they say that they're going through something, well, how can I support you? What do you need right now? And then Mm -hmm. that gives me the opportunity as the friend to look within in my own capacity to determine where I'm able to support. Right. Because it might be that I'm in a space in life where I don't have the capacity going back to our song lyrics of not. Both of us might be in a weak spot in that moment. Mm -hmm. I might not have the capacity to support you through your depression in the way that you're needing. But it's also then up to me to communicate that. Mm -hmm. Like, hey girl, like, I'm sorry to hear that you're going through a rough time right now, but, and here's where I'm able to assist. Here's Mm. where I can show up. I like that. Because to me, it goes back to exactly yeah. not taking it personal and mm-hmm. going in, and going back to that communication and care and compassion, right? Yeah. That not taking it personal is huge. And it's challenging at times. <laughs> yes, it yes, it can be. Yes, yes. it really can be, right? Yes. Because it could be that you, as this person, particularly when it can be. Challenging. It can be frustrating when you are navigating, and I'm just being real. Yeah, that when you are not dealing with a friend who is in a deep depression, Mm -hmm. because there's and we've talked about this in previous episodes of like what depression looks like and the different levels to depression. But when we're dealing with someone who is in a deeper state of depression, so they're not engaging in their day to day activities, it can be extremely frustrating. To be on the other side of that, when you are in a good space and you see your friend is hurting Mm -hmm. and you're like, come on, girl, let's let's just get out of bed. Right. Or come on, let's go for a walk. That might help you. Or like you're making suggestions, you're trying to be there and be supportive. And because of their depression, they are not responding. In a way that would show that they are engaged in making things better for themselves, right? Coming Mm -hmm. out of that depression. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a good point, Don. It makes me think about too how we view our friends and how we show up in friendship because I know years ago, I was in a place where I don't think I was in therapy at the time. This may have been when I was younger too. I wasn't in therapy. And so my friends, they were my outlet. Like I used to low key call them like y'all my therapist. They were my outlet. And so when they There was definitely codependency there for sure, because when they would have issues or they wouldn't be their support, I felt like, well, who am I going to talk to? Right. And Mm -hmm. so one of the things that has been really important for me these days is having a therapist, being able to talk to someone about what's going on and dive deep into the things that are going on in my life so that when I do chat with my friends, I don't have to unload everything onto them because life is just, it just feels so big. Maybe it's just me and you Don, but I feel like life is just so incredibly busy. And when I do chat with my friends, yeah, we talk about things that are going on, but I don't have to do such a deep dive because I've already had some healing. I've already had those conversations with my therapist. And so I'm able to work through it there and not necessarily offload all of it onto the friendship and then be a little resentful if they're not available to me and they're not able to share, you know, or hold space the way that I might want them to. So I love to be able to come to the friendship as full as possible. But also when I am having those depressive states, communicate, you know, communicate like, Hey, I'm having a moment. Mm -hmm. So the next one, Dom, it kind of ties into depression. And yeah, it can. Right. And this is grief and loss. Mm -hmm. This is a very tricky one. And I know in my experience dealing with grief and loss, definitely it was coupled with depression as
1: well. Dom, do you want to kick this one off? Yeah. So the thing is, is that when someone is grieving, no one, no two people grieve the same. Everyone's process is going to be different. There is no time limit on grief. And so the one of the worst things you can say to someone is. You should be over that by now. Yes oh, you're still grieving? Or it's a blessing in disguise. There's a lesson. But I won't hear that shit. Nobody wants to grieving. hear that when they are <laughs> grieving. Okay. No matter where they are in the process. Nobody, oh, this happened for a reason. Oh, no, okay. that's <laughs> not, no. And you know, my favorite phrase, trust the process. That's not the time when we use that phrase. That's not the time. This is, nope, 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 nope. This is not the time when that person is finished grieving. However long that might take, maybe we can use that. But in this moment, when this person is steeped in their grief. No. And also. Suspend whatever judgment you have about the person's what they are grieving over. Right. So. I'm not a pet person, that's not my life. But I do understand how people can become attached to their pets. And the loss that is felt when something happens to that pet. Again, that's not my experience. But I'm not about to judge the person for how they are responding to the loss of their pet. Yes, I feel that. Like, you know, or if someone says that so-and-so in their family died, mm-hmm. that's not my business to question how close you were to that family member. If you tell yeah. me that you're grieving, you are grieving. Mm-hmm. Now, as, and as a friend, again, I go to my question, how can I support you? What do you need in this moment? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I feel like sometimes I think that's a great question one and I love that you you do do that often because you've done that with me plenty of times over the course of our friendship and I'm thinking about a particular situation with myself years ago when I experienced a miscarriage and one of my friends Mm -hmm. I can't remember if she asked me that question but I remember not knowing what I needed and so I would say in a situation where someone's like I don't know I think Part of me wants to say use common sense, but let me give you an example of what that means. So in having a miscarriage, right? My friend who has no children and who never experienced a miscarriage, she mailed me a beautiful care package and there were like essential oils. There was a journal. There was candles. There were like all these things that just brightened my day. I actually still have the box, this beautiful flower box that she put it in. And so it was like all the things that you would need when you're going through a miscarriage, she just sent them. So whether she did her research or she asked someone else, like that to me was super thoughtful. And so, Mm -hmm. like you said, everyone doesn't process grief the same way. I think checking in periodically. So sometimes a simple text, like I've text friends, like, Hey, I'm just thinking about you. I don't want nothing. Cause Lord, that's the worst when someone reaches out whenever they want something. It's just, I'm just, I'm just thinking about you. I think that goes a long way as well. And can, you know, constantly checking in. Or if you are at your friend's place, I did this to you when I went to your house, Dom. Creep around a little bit. And I looked, when Dom was sleeping, (laughs) I looked in her fridge and I was like, all right, what kind of wine does she like? I was just trying to see what kind of snacks and stuff does she like so that I could always send you something later and I don't have to ask you and like ruin the surprise. So I think stuff like that works too. So if you see, okay, they use this kind of soap or they have these kind of candles or whatever it might be, Try to just give them more of what they already have. Right. Because, you know, the candle's going to run out at some point. So just being thoughtful in that way, too. I think those little, little acts of kindness can go a long way if you don't know what to do.
1: Exactly. And if the person says, hey, you know, you ask, how can I support you? What do you need? And they say, I don't know. You can say you can maybe generate some ideas on things, on ways in which you would like to help or you have the capacity to support and see if that would work for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you can simply say, well, you know, I'm always here. Let me know when you need something, no matter what it is. Let me know what you might need. And then, like you said, periodically check in. Right. And and recognize, again, I think the thing that I can't emphasize enough is that everybody grieves differently. Yeah. So, you know, recognizing that we also hold grief in our body. Mm. And so when I think of the anniversary dates of when someone died. Right. For me personally, for people that I've lost, I hold that in my body my body tends to start responding a little differently around those anniversary dates. So when I notice that like my attitude might be a little bit different, I check the calendar Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what this is. And I give myself that space. I might not actually tell people exactly what's coming up for me, but I am also more mindful in how I communicate with people. Like I, you, I during those times, I try to be more intentional of how I engage because I know that there's a grief thing coming up, right, and that might be impacting how I'm showing up, and so it's also good to just really just check in
2: That's a particularly
1: great you know particularly if you know the anniversary date of the death of a loved one. You know, for your friend. Right. Checking in around that date to see what they need. Don't automatically assume that they're going to be in mourning. Because, again, everybody processes grief differently and at different times. But checking in to see, just say, hey, you know, I remember what this date is and I want to check in with you and see see how I can support you on that day.
0: Love it. I think you know that. Dom. So let's move on to a health scare. I, I feel like I'm I'm sure I've experienced this at some point, but nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. What are your thoughts on navigating friendship through a health scare?
1: Again, I think it comes back to capacity. Right. So. Asking that friend what they need. And how you can be of support in that moment. So, in recognizing that depending on what that health scare is, that person might not have the capacity to show up for you at that time period, right? And I think that goes for all of these difficult situations that we're naming, that the person who is going through the difficult time is not gonna have the capacity to show up for you in any way. And to not take that personally that you know, so someone is having a health scare, one you want to respect their privacy. And I get, this your close friend, this your home girl, it's like your sister. But they might not feel comfortable talking about it. And so you can say, "Hey, You can share with me whatever you feel comfortable sharing. And if I have questions and you don't want to answer, know that it's okay. I am okay with you telling me that you don't feel comfortable answering that. But know that I am here for you and let me know how I can best support you. I want to say, too, that the other thing is, is that, you know, i think about friendship in your 20s right and some of the typical health scares that young women in their 20s go through right Ooh, so you know you had unprotected sex with that with that person that you wasn't anticipating having sex with right or you get the news that you're pregnant and you wasn't planning on that pregnancy mm-hmm. you wasn't planning to be pregnant with that particular person God forbid you for real have a kid with this person. That was not on your plan. Mm -hmm.
0: Not on the vision board.
1: Not on the vision board. (laughs) And then you go to your girlfriends crying. Girl, I think we need to go to the clinic. Mm -hmm. If you were that girlfriend that gets that phone call. About you need to take your friend to the clinic. In that moment, that is not the time where we have the I told you so conversation. That is not the time where we give that grand lecture on safe sex practices.
0: Or your thoughts about abortion. If that's a, their decision, that is their decision. That's their body.
1: All of that. Uh, yes. Keep all your judgments <laughs> to yourself, because if your friend called you. Mm -hmm. they are in a vulnerable spot and they do not need your judgment in that moment they do not need your lectures in that moment they called you because they need support and support is not in the form of a lecture in that moment now you know after some time has passed
2: and they've done (laughs)
1: some healing physically Mm -hmm. and emotionally then we can revisit the conversation and be like all right girl so like let's have this conversation about safe sex again and what i like to do dumb
0: i like to ask like do you mind if i offer feedback i want to share
1: something with you do
0: you let them opt in that way it's not like anybody want to hear all that well because if they opt in well, you said you didn't mind if I shared this, right? Like, right. Yeah, because sometimes we do have to have real ass talk with our friends like, bitch, what you doing? Like for real doing? girl, what you
1: doing? Okay. Like, <laughs> like this time number three this year come on, come that we on. go into the clinic, what you doing?
0: And sometimes we have to have the conversation with our damn self. Okay. Right. Like,
1: what's going on? Right. But other times there are health scares that, so those those are more common in our 20s, Right. But other times there are health scares that really require you to show, physically show up as a friend, right? Mm -hmm. So someone gets a cancer diagnosis, right? Someone has to have a major surgery. Someone experiences a miscarriage. These are the types of situations in which you show up. And again, you're asking, how can I help you? Like, what are you needing in this moment? Do you need someone to come home and do your laundry for you? Do you need me to send some, do we need to start a meal train? (laughs) Mm-hmm. What is it that you need? Do you need me to sit with you at the hospital? Do you need, (laughs) do you need, do you need someone to go to the doctor's appointments with you? Yes. That is how you show up as a friend. And if you can't, if you don't have that capacity, or let's say that you're someone who has a fear of hospitals, like going to the hospital literally causes panic Mm -hmm. causes you to break out in hives right so you can't show up in that way and that's what they said you ask what you need they said i need somebody at the hospital with me and you like oh Mm -mm. shit Mm i'm gonna end up causing you more you know i'm gonna end up causing you more trouble being there because i'm gonna be breaking out in hives and having a panic attack Mm -hmm. the focus is gonna shift to me and not you and it needs (laughs) to be on you (laughs) So. Here's how I might be able to help you instead. And so, again, it comes back to that communication. Both people being honest and transparent, like, sis, I really want to help you and be there for you. But I know me showing up at the hospital with you or at that doctor's office with you is going to cause more stress Mm -hmm.
0: than help. Yes, indeedy. That's a good one, Tom. That's a good one. Now, this next one, I'd love to know, do you have a story? Do you have an experience about navigating friendship in the midst of divorce or a relationship breakup? And I guess what were some of the things that came up within the friendship or within yourself when navigating that? Because I've had that experience and it's very interesting. So I'd love to hear. What about you, girl?
2: Cultivating Her Space has a passion for helping women feel safe and accepted. And here at McLaurin Mental Wellness, I have a passion for helping women cultivate a life with less anxiety, fear and worry. Hi, I'm LaShonda McLaurin, the founder of McLaurin Mental Wellness, the premier in anxiety counseling coaching and courses for women. McLaur to wellness has helped hundreds of women change their lives. And now we want to help you through individual therapy and group coaching. We're currently accepting new clients for individual therapy. You can book a free 15 minute consultation to get started. And backed by popular demand is the anxiety management group for women. This eight-week anxiety management group discusses a variety of topics related to anxiety and teaches you how to manage it in your daily life. The next group begins on September 5th and sign up is currently open. All of the services are led by me, LaShonda McLaurin, a licensed therapist and anxiety specialist who has been providing therapy for over 10 years and has a passion for serving women. To learn more, visit McLaurinMentalWellness.com.
0: Okay, so Dom, I want to share something very vulnerable with you. But first, lady, as you're listening, if you connect with any of the topics that I'm about to share, you got to stay until the end of this conversation, okay? We got lap dance lessons, plus size sexy skills, squirting 101, dirty talk skills, sex and disability, and the list goes on and on. So stay tuned. Over the past year and a half, I've been experiencing what I'm calling a sexual revolution. I don't know if it has to do with me being in my 30s now or becoming a mom, but it's lit. I'm really interested in exploring my body in new ways and learning about different toys and sexual techniques. And so what's been top of mind for me these days are better masturbation, squirting consistently because why not? <laughs> Exploring new sex positions and there's so much more, but I do wanna say I am super excited because I've been attending courses on Beducated to help me navigate the sexual revolution. Lady, if you hear us endorsing a sponsor, it's because we've tried it for ourselves and we truly believe that you benefit from it too.
1: Educated brings pleasure-based sex education right to your bedroom. Access 100 plus online courses from the world's top experts. It's a safe space for all, no matter your relationship status, sexual orientation, or gender. You can experience from these courses how to have mind-blowing pleasure and different strategies to spice things up, whether it's with yourself, or someone else, or multiple people. There are also courses on how to build up your confidence, because let's be real, ladies, oftentimes we don't feel like having sex if we don't feel good about ourselves.
0: Invest in your love life and join Beducated now for just $10 per month. Get 40% off the yearly pass with our coupon code HERSPACE. You can literally try all Beducated courses for one day free. You won't get charged for the first 24 hours and you can cancel anytime. There's also no risk. There's a 14-day money-back guarantee. Invest in your love life and join Beducated now for just $10 per month. Click the link in our show notes to get instant access.
1: You know, I think it's a good question in terms of how you want to be treated in those moments versus what you need in those moments versus what you actually receive in those moments. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when I'm thinking, so I'm thinking about like myself personally, never been through a divorce, but have been through relationship breakups. Mm -hmm. And. What has been the most helpful in those moments is, again, what do you need? How can I support you right now? What has. Not been helpful is well, I knew he was no good from the very beginning and (laughs) I didn't think he was right for you. And so going automatically into bashing the person, right? In those moments, unless I initiate the bashing, because if I'm being honest, that is a real part of a relationship ending. That's a part of the cycle is that you are going to have moments where you are shit talking your ex as you are working through your feelings. Mm -hmm. Now, some of that shit talking might just be that shit talking. It might not be how you actually think and feel about that person. But in that moment, when you are navigating your feelings, that, that might be what's helping you to feel better, right? As the friend though, you don't engage in the bashing unless you're invited to the bash party. hmm That's a good point. Because sometimes it can be
0: sensitive and tricky. It's like talking about somebody's mama, even though their mama might not be shit or their daddy might that. not be shit. And it's like, exactly. I'm going to listen to you. But unless you invite me in, I ain't I'm going
1: like, to keep my mouth closed because mouth closed. Mm-hmm. because hey, so here's the thing too. we We've seen relationships where people break up and then they get back together. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So now if you are in a space where you've broken up with the person and your friends engaged in bashing them. You get back together with them, you might not feel safe or comfortable sharing any information about your relationship anymore, because at this point, you know how your friends feel about them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, hopefully you and your friends are in a space where. They may have bashed that person, but they are willing to support you in in what makes you feel good. They might not like it, but they will support you. And they can move past the bashing of your ex, now new partner. And they can be there for you in a way that you need. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say there is a caveat to that. There are some times when it is appropriate and it is okay to draw a line as the friend, right? If the partner is being, if that person's partner is being abusive or engaging in behavior that conflicts with your values. Mm-hmm. As a friend, you can say, you know, I love you and I want you to be happy. However, I cannot be a part of this how you this particular relationship. Yeah. And so for our friendship, I am not in a place to hear about how things are going in, this re- in your relationship. I am no longer that friend for that. I can support you in other areas of your life, but I cannot support you in this romantic relationship. If you ever have an emergency and you need help, I am here for you as your friend, but I cannot engage in the day-to-day dynamics.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's so hard to do as a friend because I've definitely it been is, there, but I think is. at the end of the day, it kind of goes back to what we've talked about in previous episodes. You have to fill your cup first. And if someone's pulling you into toxicity and especially me growing up in a dysfunctional and abusive household, and then having, I've had friends that were involved in those types of dynamics. And then I was now witnessing more of that trauma. I was like, mm, I love you, but I, I can't, especially when it's like, we've had the conversation that this probably isn't a good fit, you know?
2: So Mm -hmm. yes,
0: I would agree with everything you said there. Setting boundaries are important. Also, another tough thing that comes up when it comes to the divorce or relationship breakup is kind of choosing sides, kind of because especially if you're friends with both of the individuals, that can always be tricky. I usually just stick with who I was friends with first. That's usually how it goes. Like whoever I was friends with first, whoever is interested in like keeping the connection going. Because sometimes when people break up, they just want to, all new friends if they mm-hmm. have mutual friends so that's a tricky one to navigate but the ne- it kind of takes us into the next one here which is conflict or tension between you and your friend's partner Ooh. conflict yes I've dealt with that before I think that the tension between me and a friend's partner I don't really think I've dealt with that one Nah, not really what about you Dom
1: I'm trying to recall, not necessarily tension. Now, yeah. I have dated, and my friends have dated people that we don't like, right? Mm, so, the like, friends didn't like your partner. Yeah, I've okay. dated people that I've dated men that like my friends didn't really like, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My friends have dated people that I didn't really like. Yeah, if you ask. My opinion, Uh I will give it to you. But I am not going to offer unsolicited opinions and advice Mm -hmm. on your relationship, especially, especially, especially if I don't like that person. Got you. Okay. Because it's your relationship. At the end of the day, I don't have to like that person. That's fair. Can I be cordial and respectful? So can we be in so- the same social setting? I'm at a level of maturity that, yes, I can. Mm-hmm. As long as both of us, as long as that respect is mutual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could show up and have dinner at your house. I ain't got to like dude. Yeah. But, if, as, but if dude is treating you well and you are happy. We cool. Then we cool. I'm okay. going to show up. We can engage in small talk and it will be it will be fine because that is how I'm supporting you as a friend. Mm -hmm. And chances are I'm going to engage with that person, your partner, very minimally and focus my attention on you. Now, if you ask, don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Because then I'll share. I will be honest because that's what we do in friendships. Mm -hmm. But if you don't ask, I'm keeping my mouth closed. Don't ask, don't tell. That sounds good. I feel that. Okay.
0: I think if I experienced that, I'd probably be in the same boat where it's like, it's not my relationship. And I'll keep it to myself unless the person is like, excuse me, unless they're disrespectful and they treat you a certain way. It's like, I don't even want to be around, you know, but I, I feel that.
1: Yeah, so, as long as we're respectful, it's cool. The I'm moment cool. you get out of pocket, some uh, somebody's going to say something. Exactly. Yeah.
0: No, I feel that. All right, y'all. So we have one last, I guess, not scenario, but situation that we navigate yeah. with friends. And this is achievement. And oh. I think this is an interesting one, Don, because mm-hmm. I feel like I've been in situations where you know as high achieving black women, I'm sure we've many of us have been in these situations, but i'm I'm playing but not really but <laughs> where you have achieved something and your friends are super supportive, they you know you get in like you get in love genuine, good energy, all that good stuff, and then there may be times where you don't get supported or you feel a weird vibe or you feel a little bit of envy or jealousy or you're in a situation where your friend may be trying to achieve the same thing as you, but maybe you get it and they don't and navigating all of that. So there's so much that can come with achievement. I know for me, Dom, the first thing that comes to mind for me is pregnancy because I was on this pregnancy journey for so long. And my best friend was pregnant at the same time as me. We were both pregnant and I had a miscarriage and I kept, for the next year, was trying to get pregnant again. And I remember I shared this with you, Dom. I went to go visit my best friend and I had a chance to hold her bait, her newborn. Mm -hmm. I was so excited. And one of the things I was working through in therapy is how you can have these simultaneous feelings, like these feelings at one time. So there can Mm -hmm. be this genuine excitement and love for your friend. And you can also feel, damn, when is my time? I want my time as well. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't say that I really faced any envy or jealousy at that stage in my journey, but I I had these two strong emotions at one time. I'm happy for you and I want my own too, which can be super complex, right?
2: Yes, it can. So
0: that's what comes up for me around achievement. What about you, Dom? What kind of experiences have you had?
1: You know, when I think about that, I think about not necessarily professional achievement, just for me personally, because I, you know, I'm blessed. Like, I have such an amazing community of folks around me that through each of the various professional career achievements that I've experienced, like, folks have been super supportive and celebratory, you know? That's amazing. And and I'm so grateful for that. So that, yeah, I, I can think of a couple of instances where... People weren't as supportive mm-hmm. because they were dealing with navigating their own stuff. Yeah. And I didn't take it personally, right? Like, I recognize that they might be having a hard time in seeing me achieve the thing that they were also wanting to achieve. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was I'm not, but I'm not going to dim my light. Yes. I that am part. not going to. I am not going to stop my celebration because you are feeling away. Right? Mm-hmm. You are not feeling good about your situation.
2: Yes. For
1: me, it goes back to the example that you ju- you gave, right? Of the both and, that you can celebrate me and still have your own feelings, right? In this instance, I'm focused on celebrating me. hmm I can have empathy for what you're going through but I'm not going to stop my celebration to wallow with you. That's just not in that moment I'm not that's not where I'm at. Now, mm-hmm. when I am finished my celebrating, if you are still in that space, I am more than happy to join you and support you in that space. But in my moment of celebration, I, it's my moment of celebration. Like I can't, I can't bring myself to that space with you that's on fair. that level. Yeah, that's
0: fair. That's fair. And that's complicated too. Cause I think about, oh I'm thinking about Dom when my friend was trying to figure out how to engage with me. She didn't yeah. really know how to engage. Cause she was like, okay, well, I, have my baby like I have this I don't know what I can share with you so we kept the open we kept the conversation going and I think one of the most important things it goes back to communication so when you were achieving if your friend did it I think have an open and honest communication because some days you yeah. may feel envy or jealousy and so letting your friend know like girl I am so proud of you but I'm really struggling and if you have to take space take space yes. but yes. I think that It's important to be open and have that communication because you deserve to celebrate your success, you know? And so yeah, that's really interesting. I think about even you and I, when we started our we were both manifesting at the same time. You were getting your license, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to have my baby. And praise God, we both literally got it around the same time. We got our wish, our dream at the same time. But Who knows how it would have been if we were both trying to, you know, get our own achievement, whatever that may have been. But we had this sort of shifted timetable. So definitely interesting stuff. Lots to talk about when it comes to navigating friendships and life's challenges. Lady, I don't know, Dom, anything else we should talk about here? Or do you feel?
1: Yeah, I think just to emphasize the importance, going back to what we said at the beginning about the foundation. Right. Mm -hmm. Of you will be able to navigate the each of these scenarios and any other scenario that comes up when you have a solid foundation. Mm -hmm. But also recognizing that. Sometimes conflict comes up or these situations arise and it shows you one who you are as a friend and who your friends are, and it might mean that you all are not aligned. Mm -hmm. And that this friendship might not be the friendship for you. And when we go back to the honest communication, it may mean having a conversation around, maybe it's time for us to go our separate ways. Oh,
0: what a way to end the showdown. I feel like, okay, okay. In the after show, we have to talk about. Let me know if you're comfortable sharing this. I want to talk about caring for friends, some pro tips on how to be a good friend, but then also a juicy story about when we've had to cut off a friend or like just discontinue a relationship. So, lady, go ahead and visit herspacepodcast.com, click on Patreon. And come and join us for the after show. Also for the video. So you can take a look at us actually recording the podcast and not just listen to us. So we will see you on the other side. Dom, let's get ready for the after show. All right.
1: (laughs) Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the cultivating her space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at, drdominiquebroussard.com that's d-r-d-o-m-i-n-i-q-u-e-b-r-o-u-s-s-a-r-d.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, Self empowerment and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today or contact your insurance provider.
0: If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses in our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me, I am worthy of a happy life.